Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. This is MRN Crew Call. I love the NASCAR garage. I love spending time in the NASCAR garage. The men and women who work in there have such a passion for the sport of racing. Whether it's picking the brains of a crew chief or standing around a set of Goodyear tires and telling stories and lies and fibs, I just absolutely love spending time in the NASCAR garage. I'm Steve Post, pit reporter for Motor Racing Network. And this is Crew Call, and that's what we're going to do on Crew Call. Sometimes we're going to pick the brains of the crew chiefs, and other times we're just going to stand around a stack of good years and share some stories and have a few laughs along the way. We're glad you joined us. Now, when I look at the 2020 season, I look back, and, and what is the phrase about absence makes the heart grow fonder? Well, I am telling you with the protocols we had in place with the pandemic, I have not been in that garage area since March at Phoenix, and I miss my friends, and we're going to talk to them here on Crew Call. That's what this is about, and I can't wait for us to get back to a phase where we can get back to that garage area. And when we talk about the garage area, Alan Gustafson, well, he's the big dog, if you will, in the NASCAR garage, the 2020 champion. Alan, we're going to chat with him here in just a little bit, and Ormond Beach, Florida native, a 31-time winner on the uh, Cup Series and the reigning champ in the Cup Series. So we're going to see what's going on in his world as he prepares for the season, for the road course at Daytona, where he's had so much success and it's been such a big part of his life, and for the title. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Defense. Looking for something a little different? Cut through all the noise with the MRN Out Loud podcast every week. <laughs> How difficult is it to get a bunch of racers to agree to anything and to stick to it? Yeah, to be honest, I'm not really sure how they pulled that off. I'm Woody Kane. Join me every Thursday as we get between the ears of NASCAR's most interesting characters. You said, I don't plan to be just an absentee owner. No, no, this is going to be my job. MRN Out Loud drops every Thursday wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. The reigning champ of the NASCAR Cup Series, Alan Gustafson, joins us now on Crew Call. Alan, welcome back to the show. Good to see you, and uh, Happy New Year. 
Yeah, it's great to be back. Happy New Year to you guys. And uh, yeah, looking forward to getting going. Well, what has it been like three months later, two months later now as the championship winning crew chief? What uh, just just how has that sunk into you? Um, it, it's been crazy. It feels like it's been like two weeks. So, you know, time <laughs> flies and, uh, you know, we're getting ready to go back at it. And, and uh, you know, as things have picked up, you know, it's certainly nice to celebrate and, and uh, enjoy kind of through the holiday seasons. But as we've gotten back here to the shop and things have picked back up, it's feeling much like, you know, status quo and just focusing on uh, putting our best foot forward for the start of the season and, and trying to do it again that transition from celebration to preparation um are, are are there times you're having to 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 tell yourself uh you know we need to keep focused tell your guys this or does the holiday kind of serve as a natural barrier there with the way nascar is structured um i think the holiday you know it, it, it's it's a good time to allow everybody just uh to enjoy themselves and 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 to uh let off a little steam and, and, and kind of get reset to go. I mean, you know, as well as anybody, our season's really long. It's a marathon. Um, you know, you've got to pace yourself. And, and I think it's good that the guys get an opportunity. Everybody gets an opportunity to, uh, to, to rest, relax a little bit and yeah, get back going. And um, the schedule's the big thing, right? I mean, that's the big reminder because, you know, when you, when you get back and you start seeing that, you're loading your car in a month or you're loading your car, in, you know, a week or, you know, whatever it is, three days. It's like, okay, there's, you know, there's, there's no more time. It's time to go. That clock is ticking. That is for sure. Um, Alan, I want to talk kind of Hendrick Motorsports. You've been there for 20 years. So you've, you've, you've certainly been well ingrained there. Um, what does it mean to you uh, to, to, to now join uh, Ray Evernham, Gary Dehart, Chad Knaus, Robbie Loomis as a championship winning team or crew chief and delivering a championship to Mr. Hendrick. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a ton. It's a huge, uh, it means a lot to me. And that's ultimately when uh, Mr. Hendrick gave me the opportunity he did, that was my goal, right? I mean, to, to repay his faith and confidence in me is to to be able to to, to bring back wins and ultimately a championship. And those guys that you mentioned have, are all, you know, great friends of mine and have been a big influence to me throughout my career, you know, with Gary, I wouldn't be here. And, and, you know, Ray and, and Robbie's, uh, it was super good to me and, and is a great friend. And obviously Chad and I have a great relationship and, and, and are, are great friends and have worked together forever. You know, we've been here together for a long time. So, um, that's, those are the guys that I wanted to, to, to be into that, uh, to put yourself in, into that company and, uh, uh, and and ultimately do it for the boss. No doubt, for sure. Hendrick Motorsports, an incredible tradition of winning over there. Um, Alan, I want to jump back a little bit. I want to jump back way back, actually. You grew up in the Daytona Beach, Florida area, and one of your best friends growing up was Casey Unick. In fact, he yeah. was you, you worked on his car. Casey is the grandson of Smokey Unick, this iconic genius that could MacGyver anything on the planet. Do you have recollection? Did you spend a lot of time with Kay, with 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 uh, with Smokey? What was that like? Yeah, I mean, I didn't spend as much time with Smokey Senior. Um, certainly, you know, he's a huge icon in the area, and I was fortunate enough to be around him at times. Um, but really, Smokey Junior. Uh, so 
Smokey, uh, senior son, Smokey Jr., obviously, uh, he is a huge influence to me, and, and I worked. Uh, he has a company called Speedway Manufacturing, and I worked for him um, when I was probably 15 years old. Uh, after school, I would go there, uh, and he taught me tons about fabrication, tons, tons about manufacturing, tons about race cars. But I think the biggest thing is in, in – I'm assuming I feel like I knew his father well enough to know that that's where it came from, but his, he w it was zero compromise. Like it was the best. It was whatever you had to do to win uh, at all costs. And of every person I've ever been around since bar none, the best, I mean, anyone you can imagine, no one carried that standard as high as he did. And I learned that at a very young age, you did whatever it took to win. Uh, and he would, you know, if that's work, if that's, you know, creativity, if that's whatever it was, uh, you did it. And I learned that, you know, he taught me that it was hard, you know, when you're young and you're, you're learning and you get into this and like, man, you think you did a good job and you're ready to go home at 10 o'clock at night. And he's like, no, that's, that's, that's not going to cut it. You're there, you know, to one in the morning but you know i'm certainly in debt to him forever for that and and um yeah he taught me at a young age that there's just uh he just would not compromise on any uh, on, on anything he just had he had to be the best i asked you about the the hendrick lineage it's got to be neat because Smokey senior was a two-time cup champion chip crew chief back when herb thomas has to be neat for you personally to add your name to have your name on a list with with the last name of eunuch as well yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there's a, there's a, the area I grew up in and, you know, I'm from Ormond Beach, but basically that Daytona area, yeah. uh, there's a lot of history of, of, of racing in that area. And at one time it was, a, it was, there's a pretty strong contingent of, um, you know, race teams in different manufacturing areas and different support, uh, you know, in that area. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool to be able to, uh, come from there and certainly it's it's where it all began it's where nascar's headquartered it's where that uh the france family is from um it's great i mean one special thing for me you know and i don't touch don't talk about this much or you don't touch on it, but when i was young you know a good friend of mine who i worked with and ultimately crew chief for a lot uh, jimmy foster he raced legend cars well he raced against jim france so jim was uh race legend cars and we would go race <laughs> uh legend cars against jim france and uh fortunately for me i got to know jim france and he's a, he's an amazing guy he's a, he's a great person uh and one of the coolest things about winning the championship is when we, we won and went to the celebration jim was there and uh you know it was cool to be able to talk to him about uh racing you know against him when i was really young and and uh you know being able to succeed at this uh this level and that was you know that's kind of a special tie that uh a lot of people probably don't know about but that area you know the, the nascar is, is really entrenched ingrained in, in the sport uh and, and the racing community is really strong so yeah i'm proud to be able to you know represent that that racing community so neat that's for sure daytona beach florida of course where you're from uh you finally were able to last year cracked the keys to victory lane at daytona it was the road course race in august um with your history of daytona beach ormond beach that had to be pretty special for you personally to finally finally get that done yeah so it's it's 
get, uh, you know, to me, I, we've always had really fast cars and really good opportunities and really close to winning. And, you know, I, I can think you, know, you can list a million times. Obviously we lost with Kyle to Jamie McMurray by, I don't even know if it was an inch uh, in the July race there. And there's just so many stories like that. Um, and I just was like, it's just, maybe it's just not going to happen. You know, you just have to kind of, if you do it for 20 years, you're like, maybe it's just not in the cards. And um, yeah, it was the road course was special to win. I mean, we joke all the time and even here, the guys make fun of me. They're like, yeah, they, you had to go and change it to a road course so you could win a race. They tell us so. uh, but I'll take it. It was the first one. Uh, and really that, that road course, you know, it's, it's, it's good timing with the 24 hours of Daytona going on this weekend. But uh, that, that, road course you know that's really uh i had a lot of experience and my first experiences at daytona national speedway were on the road course with road racing and uh scca competition and in uh, uh imsa so uh yeah that's a special place for me but i still uh you know everybody wants to win the daytona 500 and, and i want to win a points race on the big track you know we've been fortunate enough to win uh quite a few qualifiers and some poles but uh certainly would love to win that points race for sure, for sure. That Daytona connection, that road course, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that goes back to you, like a little kid, five or six years old, when you would go to the Rolex 24? Yeah, that was the first. Um, so that was a really fun. Uh, I remember those days like they were yesterday. So a bunch of my friends would come spend the night at the house, and my dad would load us up, and we'd go. You know, the race would typically start at 2 or 3 o'clock, and you'd watch – the race and we'd stay there till eight o'clock at night or whatever, go swing by the local pizza joint and get pizza. And then you would go home. And um, I think it was TBS at the time, maybe, but somebody would have um, recaps on the hour. So they'd have like a five minute recap of the race. So you, you waiting up to see what happened or, you know, what, what went on overnight. And obviously you fall asleep and you get up next morning and everybody loads up and goes out there and you'd see the end of the, the race, which was a fun experience. And then um, one of the coolest things is back then, after the race, they opened up the crossover gate at start finish line. So if you were in the stands, you could go in the garage. And that was really a pinnacle moment for me is, is, is when I was able to go see those cars up close and in person. Um, and they were amazing, you know. And you see them go around this track. And as you're, you're a young kid, you know, like you said, five years old, and you're like, wow, this is amazing. But then when you go see them in person, it's like, yeah, I fell in love. So that's near and dear to me for sure. So the road course is where we kick it off with Speed Weeks with the uh, with the clash. And then we'll be back there in uh, in, in 10 days or so later. Um, what's there about that road course and, and, and adapting NASCAR cars to it? We went into that race in August blind. Um, but but how does that mesh with the with the cup car here in 2021? Yeah, the the biggest thing about that road course is the infield is really wore out. So um, it's hard to get a hold of. The 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 asphalt is um, very slick. The, you know, the exits of the 180s, certainly the exit of uh, the first 180 corner um, is kind of uh, decambered falls away there on the exit. It's just really, the, tra the track's really hard to get a hold of. So you slow down in those 180s and you've got to accelerate. In our cars, that's pretty difficult. We are, you know, compared to the top flight IMSA cars, you know, where there are road race cars where they have 
bigger tires and traction control and and you know a significant amount more down more downforce we have a lot of power and no traction control and a very small tire so um it was tough to get hold of but um it, it was it was a fun balancing it was a really good race and um uh yeah i, I enjoyed it how different how much did you learn in that race I, i'm not asking specifics because it's that's you know proprietary uh, proprietary information but how much difference are the cars going back now uh for the for the clash than they were when we went there the first time because that was solely based on your simulation yeah it was based on our simulation and based on our previous history and fortunately for us we had a you know pretty good road course package so we were able to, to take something that's pretty similar so yeah we're going to evolve and you know what i'm describing is just everybody's going to do their best to get a hold of that that asphalt better on in the infield i think um you know certainly once you go on the banking you know everybody's pretty easy flat and then you know transitioning through that bus stop i think that was that bus stop is uh pretty unique compared to what we we race um you know either either watkins Glen or um at the roval so it, that that posed some 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 challenges so we're gonna make some adjustments to try to do that better but there's a good bit of time back there i think that's where a lot of teams will focus their energy. You know, you just got to get through that and feel really good. And then uh, that bus stop is a challenge. As a crew chief, you do all the parts and pieces. You work on all the little details of the race car. One big detail you have is Chase Elliott. Are there are there things that you can do with Chase and his race car that, that maybe some guy with an average road racer or average NASCAR stock car driver can't do? Does, does, what What is the luxury of having a guy like that wheeling? Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I mean, there's... There's a lot of times the fastest, you know, setup is, is really one of the most difficult to drive and, and you have to uh, have somebody who can, can manage it and handle the car. Uh, you know, road racing is a series of compromises, right? It's not, you're turning left, you're turning right. There's slow speed, there's fast speed, there's brake zones, there's different style of brake zones. Uh, you know, there's corners where you have good traction, we don't have good traction. Uh, there's a series of compromises. So um, at some point in time, the, the car is not going to be ideal. So you can look at the areas of the track that ultimately you feel are going to yield the most most performance. And then there's other areas that you're not going to be able to, to optimize the car and he's going to have to deal with it. And, and he certainly does that with flying colors. So yeah, he, he, he enables us to, to, uh, you know, put the the fastest most aggressive car on the track and he manages it you know really really well um so uh, it's definitely a luxury and everybody who's had you know been fortunate enough to work with a guy of that caliber knows that uh that's a key component obviously lots of road coursing this year road course racing this year for you guys to excel on i'm sure and really the whole season very interesting with all of the changes how are things looking for the team? Is the uh, is is the band back together? Are there some yeah. changes within the ranks? Is everyone back together? Yeah, same group, and we're we're pushing forward, and we're excited to to move on uh, move on into the new season. And uh, yeah, we we like to be around each other, and we we like to compete together. And uh, I think that stability is a big deal. I think that uh, you know having the stability and and being able to continuously uh, move forward. And a lot of times, you know, you, uh, somebody new, you've, they've got to, you've got to take a step, take a step back and, and kind of retrain. Not that that's a terrible thing, but uh, yeah, we like, uh, we like the group we've got. And fortunately for us, we like to be around each other and uh, we're going to, we're going to push forward with that group. 
one of the things I was going to ask you about and spend some time in, but we're, we're, we're way longer than I had planned to go with this is uh, one of your things is mountain biking. And I remember, and I thought it was a couple years ago, you had an accident. Actually, it was a year ago. Time yeah. is really weird. How are yeah. you? How are you? Have you healed up? Are you, you, you're good after the mountain biking accident? I'm great. Yeah. I'm back to full strength and have been able to do a fair bit of it in the off season. So um, yeah, couldn't be happier. Um, you know, where, where I live here in the Charlotte area, there's so the Pisgah Forest, uh, the Pisgah National Forest is really close. It's there's some amazing trails over there. So I like to go about a two hour drive to, to go mountain bike over there. So I got to do some of that in the off season. I look forward to doing some more of it. Um, and yeah, even getting out, um, you know, we go to some really cool places and, and, and get to experience different places like the train at Phoenix and, you know, the Sonoma area is amazing and Las Vegas, believe it or not, you know, you kind of think of Las Vegas as the strip, but uh, I got to go uh, on a really cool ride with uh, ex-Moto GP racer, Ben Bostrom, which the, the, the name might ring a bell to you. He, uh, he lives out there and took us on this amazing ride, like uh, through uh, the, the canyons and the, the mountains and you're just like, it's unreal. So uh, yeah, any place, anytime I can and any, any place I love to get out uh, in nature and it's just such a great experience. With the high stress of the Cup Series crew chief job, that's got to be so therapeutic for you mentally to get away from it all, I would guess. It's huge. The balance, you know, balance is so underrated. People underrate, you know, that you have to have balance in your life and you have to learn, um, you know, to, 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 to be balanced and any extremity usually is going to get you in trouble. So, um, you know, you can't be too far, you know, just wound up work, 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 and you can't be obviously, you know, just kicking and relaxing all the time, but just, you know, having that good balance and uh, the mountain bike's a great way to, uh, to be able to, to get out and kind of reconnect and decompress. And, and the other part of that, uh, which I have to thank Jimmy for, you know, Jimmy Johnson, he's, he's been a huge, um, advocate for all cycling in general but he's got so many connections and so many people um throughout the series and throughout the country that uh you know i've rode his coattails to some great relationships and met some amazing people and that whole community the whole cycling community in general is just a really positive you know great group of people so it's fun to be around uh you know those kind of people and then uh have those experiences I, I so understand that. I've uh, certainly not the level you are, but have started dabbling with some running in the 5Ks and the community is absolutely amazing. The fitness community is absolutely amazing. And wow, I'll tell you, it has been a dramatic change in my world and my life and, and actually my physical physical being as well. Love it. That's great. Yeah, it really is. It's fantastic. And you're right. That community, that 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 fitness Can't community. Can't say enough. Can't say enough. I'm not allowed to do the same thing. You know, Whitewater Center here, I run some trail races out there and run some races and I agree with you it's great I encourage everybody to get involved it's a very accepting community it's very positive so yeah good stuff they even, they even like old out of weight radio guys so hey love <laughs> it doesn't it. matter that's that's so great about it it's not about no. it's not about you know exactly. what your pace is it's about you know doing the best you can and you know, you know experiencing and very healthy you know uh yeah it's just great so hopefully hopefully more people do it I'm it's awesome. I'm glad to see that you're into it. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I like to push it anytime I can and, and try to get people involved. 
Awesome. Great stuff. Fantastic. Hey, we appreciate the time. I love that you joined us on our first show of Crew Call. We did NASCAR Performance Live from 2004 to, I think, 2013. Larry McReynolds and I had a show. You were one of our regulars on it. That's a little bit what we're trying to do here with the garage content. So I love that we started the year with you. Appreciate the time and uh, wish you the best as we roll into this season. Thank you, guys. Love it. Thanks. There we go. Alan Gustafson joining us here on Crew Call. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. Jeff Gordon races back to the checkered flag. If you can drive a car out of control like that, I thought this kid's going to be a star. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Would he win again? The answer is yes. He'll win at Martinsville. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Wonderful having a chance to catch up and chat with Alan Gustafson, one of the really good guys in the garage area, and it's going to be fun to see how they do with the title defense with him and Chase Elliott. Uh, busy, busy time in NASCAR as we get set to go racing next week on Tuesday night. It is the Bush Clash. Uh, Goodyear Racing Eagles. The teams have four sets of the dry tires, three sets of the wet weather tires. So we'll see how that plays into the running of that race. And that kicks it off for Speed Weeks. And it is going to be a busy busy time for those of us here on the motor racing network our coverage kicks off and i really want you to focus on tuning in on this one on monday night the 8th of february kicking it all off it is a show called 2001 speed weeks the week that changed nascar and if those of you who know the history of the sport know what a critical week that is those of you who don't know the history this is a great one hour special edition of nascar live bringing you up to date on what happened 20 years ago at daytona that altered NASCAR as we know it now. Our coverage of racing on the track starts with that Bush Clash at Daytona. That is Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And then we'll be busy all week long with pole qualifying, the dual races, oh, the truck series, Xfinity, ARCA, Cup Series, all through Speed Weeks. The place you need to go is MRN.com. We have a schedule tab at the top. And not only does it have our schedule, but it also has a little note over there, a little spot you can, you can, you can hit on 
and get calendar reminders so you don't miss any of our programming coming up over Daytona Speed Weeks. Again, want to thank Alan Gossis for joining us. And more important than all of that, thank you for joining us this week on Crew Call.